welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 11, The Go-Giver, The Secret to Success and Joy. Hello, my friends. Welcome today to the podcast. I'm excited about this episode, The Go-Giver, The Secret to Success and Joy. I titled this episode, The Go-Giver, because I'm going to be referring to that book. I don't know if you've read it, but it's an amazing little book. It's a story and powerful business and life idea. Lots of good nuggets in there. So the go-giver tells the story of an ambitious young man named Joe who yearns for success. Joe is a true go-getter, though sometimes he feels as if the harder and faster he works, the further away his goals seem to be. Have you ever felt that way? Well, one day, desperate to land a key sell at the end of a bad quarter, he seeks the advice of a legendary consultant named Pindar. Pindar introduces Joe to a series of go-givers, not go-getters, who teach him to open himself up to the power of giving. But before I jump in to the story and share with you the five five laws that he learns to get stratospheric success in business and in life, I want to also talk about the power of giving and having an outward focus in your life. And it's really a lifestyle. This is focusing on the needs of others by serving and giving. You may have heard the coined phrase that the secret to living is giving, and it's true. It's the best way I know to lift depression, anxiety, just feeling down in the dumps when we step outside of ourselves and look to the needs of another. It is easy to feel bogged down with our own issues and problems. I remember shortly after my daughter passed away, I was asked by my church leaders to basically be a ministering friend to a woman in our community whose husband had just been convicted and put into prison. They felt wrongly, but she, and she was really struggling with the whole situation. When I was given this invitation and request, my first thought was, wait, I'm the one that is hurting right now, but I, I feel like God in his infinite wisdom inspired someone to make this call and it would show me the secret to healing my own heart. This woman was beside herself and so distraught. I would go over to spend time with her. She was going through her own loss and grieving deeply. I began sharing with her my journey of coming to the Savior, Jesus Christ, with my pain and burden that I was carrying. I shared with her a book called He Did Deliver Me From Bondage that walked me through the 12-step program and it tied it with scripture. It was healing for me, and as I was getting to know and serve her, I was forgetting, at least for a time, my own problems and pain. So Christ and the apostles lived in a radically giving and outward-focused life. They had challenges and trials for sure, but experienced joy along the way. So when we're giving of ourselves, we feel joy and fulfillment. In Hebrew 12, Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Jesus was the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Did you hear that? 
Let me say it again. Jesus was the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. His life was joyful. It was full of joy because he was constantly serving and blessing others. And he was able to and did and willing to endure the cross because of it. An outward focus and giving life is full of joy. So let's get back to the book, The Go-Giver. It is a business book, but the principles in it teach all about contribution, abundance, service, and success. So in the book, Pindar is the successful mentor teaching the ambitious go-getter, Joe. He told him that there was nothing wrong with making money, even lots of it, in fact. But it's just not a goal that will make you successful. He told him that the secret for him to be successful was giving. The majority of people operate with a mindset that says to the fireplace, first give me some heat, then I'll throw on some logs. Or they say to the bank, give me some interest on my money, then I'll make a deposit. Okay, so let's learn that the, about the five laws of stratospheric success and how it does work, both in business and in life. Okay, so the first one is the law of value. Pinder introduced Joe to his good friend, Ernesto. Ernesto started his journey with nothing but enough money to buy a hot dog cart and a license to run it. But now he owns commercial real estate worth several hundred million dollars and a half a dozen restaurants. Ernesto shares his secret with Joe and said, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Well, to Joe, that sounded like a recipe for bankruptcy. He said, it's almost like you're trying to avoid making money. But the truth is, you know, does it make money? Well, that's a great question, but it's a bad first question. The first question should always be, does it serve well? Does it add value? You learn to give, give, and give because you love to. It's not a strategy. It's a way of life. And then very profitable things begin to happen. Ernesto went ahead and explained more. He said a bad restaurant tries to give just enough food and service, both in quantity and quality, to justify the amount it takes. A good restaurant strives to give more quantity and quality for the money it takes, but a great restaurant strives to provide higher quality of food and services than any amount of money could possibly pay for. So the first law is the law of value, and it states your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. So our focus should be on giving. To look at this through spiritual eyes, in Genesis, when God was talking to Abraham about creating a nation that would be his, the point was always about being a blessing to others. He tells Abraham, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. That's pretty cool. God doesn't often just drop down his providence out of the sky. He blesses us so that we will be able to bless others. Take a look at your life. Do you see this happening? The second law is the law of compensation. This time, Pinder introduced Joe to a woman named Nicole. She's a bona fide genius. She runs one of the most successful educational software companies in the world with more than $200 million in annual revenue. 
She shared with Joe, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Quite simply, your compensation is directly proportional to how many lives you touch. You want to have more success in your life? Then find ways to serve more people. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. Ah, I love that. Ralph Waldo Emerson in his essay, Compensation, wrote that each person is compensated in like manner for that which he or she has contributed. And Brian Tracy teaches about the law of compensation and its corollary law of sowing and reaping, which is also sometimes called the law of overcompensation. This law says that great success comes from those who always make it a habit to put in more than they take out. They do more than they are paid for. They're always looking for opportunities to exceed expectations. And because they're always overcompensating, they are always being over rewarded. So the second law is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. On to the third law of stratospheric success, the law of influence. This states your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. It's not 50-50. It's you giving 100%. As you do this, you'll have an army of personal walking ambassadors, people who know, like, love, and trust you. If you place other people's interests first, your interests will always be taken care of. I had a super interesting experience the other day. I had plenty to do, but I decided to carve out time to go visit all of my grandchildren. I knew I was going out of town and I wanted to see them before I went. So I decided to run to the store and get them a couple of little cute creative gifts that I knew that they would enjoy. As I was doing this and completely random, some thoughts just started coming to my mind about my coaching program and business. I had been pondering some things the previous days as the new year had just started, but I hadn't made any decisions or really received any inspiration. But as I was in the midst of putting together these gifts for my grandchildren, the ideas started flowing in my head and I wasn't even thinking or asking about it, but I received some answers to what I had been previously pondering. I pulled out my phone and typed them up in my notes. I thought, wow, I'm carving out time to serve and spend time with my grandchildren and I'm receiving inspiration for my business. That is pretty cool. So it was a, it was a really cool reminder and, and validated what I'm sharing with you. So the third law, the law of influence is that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Like I said, it's not a 50-50. You scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. The only winning proposition is 100%. Focus on the other person's win. Of course, this is not just in business, but in life, in your friendships, in your marriage, in your relationships. I know it's not always easy to do, and I've been re-energized as I've studied these laws and principles to put them more fully into practice in my own life. Pindar told Joe in the book, if you place the other person's interests first, your interests will always be taken care of, always. Some people call it enlightened self-interest. 
Watch out for what other people need with faith that when you do, you'll get what you need. Pretty cool. The fourth law may be the most crucial of this book. It is called the Law of Authenticity, which states that the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. No matter what your training is, no matter what your skills are, no matter what area of work you're in, you are your most important commodity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is you in whatever role you play. So the author explains reaching any goal you set takes like 10% of specific knowledge or technical skill, 10% maximum. The other 90% is people skills. And what are the, what's the foundation of people skills? Liking people, caring about people, being a good listener. Well, all of those are helpful, but they're not the core of it. The core of it is who you are, and it starts with you. Do you really know how truly unique you are? You are 100% worthy just because you are you. An authentic person is able to listen to others with genuine interest and care for the other person. They don't say things that they don't truly mean. They don't do things that they don't really want to do. And they're able to share their own unique thoughts, feelings, and views without fear of another person's opinions. That's pretty cool because in the culture that we live today, on the where people are canceled out for saying their beliefs, we have to know that being authentic is, is being true to who we truly are. Brene Brown stated, to be authentic, we must cultivate the courage to be imperfect and vulnerable. We have to believe that we are fundamentally worthy of love and acceptance just as we are. She says, I've learned that there is no better way to invite more grace, gratitude, and joy into our lives than by mindfully practicing authenticity. So as long as you're trying to be someone else, you have no possibility of truly reaching people. The most valuable thing you have to give people is you, yourself. Doesn't matter what you're selling, what you're really offering is you. And that's the fourth law, the law of authenticity. Now on to the fifth law of your stratospheric success, and that is the law of receptivity. Have you ever heard or been raised with the belief that it is better to give than to receive? I know that is something that I've heard said and believed. Well, in the book, Pindar describes inhaling and exhaling. You can't exist one without the other. And he says it's not better, better to give than to receive. In fact, it's insane to try to give and not receive. Trying not to receive is not only foolish, but arrogant, he says. When someone gives you a gift, what gives you the right to refuse it, to deny their right to give? Receiving is the natural result of giving. Pindar, the wise mentor, continues to try to teach Joe. He says, at this moment, all over the globe, all of humanity is breathing in oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide. And right now, all over the globe, billions of organisms in the plant kingdom are doing the exact opposite. They are breathing in carbon dioxide and breathing out oxygen. Their giving is our receiving and our giving is their receiving. The Indian yogi mystic Sadhguru said, if you become very receptive, 
you find everything is effortless because you are now a well lubricated being. So the key is it's, it's not better to give than to receive, but try to give and receive. Receiving is the natural state of giving. If you give and then try to stop the receiving that comes back, you're like the person watching the tide roll in and commanding not it not to come back. So every giving can happen only because it is receiving. My whole life I'd been more focused and comfortable with giving than receiving necessarily. But when we lost sweet Olivia, I was taught a whole new level of true love and receiving the flow. I was the recipient of so much love, concern, gifts, abundance. I was overwhelmed, but it filled my heart and soul to be the recipient of so much love. I wasn't prepared for it. Sometimes our inclination may be just to not accept the service or gifts, but I guess I was like a sponge and soaked it all in. Even though at the beginning it felt a little uncomfortable, I just allowed it and it truly helped heal me and my heart. In fact, what do you do when someone pays you a compliment? Do you shut it down or deflect it? I want to give you a challenge to open yourself up to it, receive it. I've heard it said that it's God's way of letting you know how beloved you are through someone else as the messenger. Embrace it, accept it, own it, say thank you. It feels good to receive and it feels wonderful to give. So just to sum up the five laws of stratospheric success in your business and in your life, they are, the first law is the law of value. Your true value is determined by how much more you give than you take in. The second is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The third law is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And the fourth law is the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And the fifth is the law of receptivity. The law to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. All right. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today and the summary of these powerful laws and the go-giver, how to find true joy. Thank you so much for joining me today. In step with what I presented today, I want to give you a gift. I'd like to invite you to go to my website and download it a free digital copy of my book if you haven't already. It's called The Seven Steps to Vibrant Living. You deserve to find joy now. Lots and lots of tools in there that go over each of the seven steps to vibrant living. So simply go to stacyharmer.com, S-T-A-C-Y-H-A-R-M-E-R.com backslash book to access a free digital version of my So thank you everyone for joining in today and I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous week. Bye-bye.